The vicious voices of the right are out in full force, and it's time for us to get up and organize against the heartless attacks on our civil rights. Start your morning diving into the headlines and issues that matter to our everyday lives, speaking with changemakers and hearing from you, our listeners. Hear your host, Zerlina Maxwell, break down the top news, push for solutions from officials who represent us, and call out the misinformation and hypocrisy that surrounds us, plus the engaging stories that keep you energized. Get your morning boost of politics, culture, and everything you need to start your day. It's always darkest before the dawn, but the dawn is here. Shining a light on the ruthless forces across the aisle and rising for a brighter future for all of us. This is Mornings with Zerlina. Welcome to Mornings with Zerlina. I'm Zerlina Maxwell. Joining us today from Red Wine and Blue is Katie Paris. We, you know, originally scheduled this conversation, um, you know, to talk about baby formula and and reproductive freedom. Um, but I would be remiss to not begin the conversation today with you, Katie, with about the mass shooting in Texas at Rob Elementary School yesterday. I feel a lot like, you know, as parents um, and as voters, both of those things um, apply to you, um, you know, the idea that folks re-election and, and their ability to sort of keep their jobs um, has become more important um, than children and their lives and their safety. And it, it just feels like we have to say that sentence over and over and over until it becomes intolerable. Zerlina, thank you so much for starting our conversation this way. Um, you know, my dad and my stepmom are visiting and I wanted to have this conversation with you this morning, which this is, this is drop-off time for us. So the grandparents are taking my boys to school right now. And I asked them to please say an extra prayer for them as they drop each of them off today. That is so messed up. Yeah. Um, cause that's all I can do. You know, the, the superintendent also sent out an email that said, hey, the local cops are going to be, you know, circling the schools today. Make sure to call your representative. Um, but he, he, here's what I want. Here's what I want from our politicians. I want them to channel the outrage of parents like me all across the country who are dropping off their kids right now. And I don't want to hear, obviously, the thoughts and prayers, please. I don't want to even hear okay, now let's do something. I want it to be specific. I want us to move past the despair and the sense of hopelessness because we can do something and there are very specific things that we can do. We have to have violent history checks. If you have a violent history, you should not be able to get a gun. We have to have Ethan's law. And there are some Democrats who are still not supporting that, which is simply the guns have to be stored safely in the home. These are really basic things that 90% of Americans support, even 75 or more percent of gun owners across America support. But we've been saying these things over and over. The um, moms all across the country who have been fighting for gun safety have made some progress, but not nearly enough. And it's not their fault at all. It is time for these politicians to channel the outrage of parents. I don't want to hear anything more about parents' rights Right. I should have the right as a parent to send my kid to school knowing 
that they are safe. And I don't, I don't have that right today. Not in America. When you, when you, when you're talking there, I just keep thinking about, as you mentioned, parents' rights, you know, all of the fights that we've seen since the 2020 election and the beginning of the pandemic over masks in school and critical race theory, folks wanting to ban books, you know, in, in sort of this, um, veneer of protecting kids from this information that might make them feel uncomfortable or whatever argument they're putting forward that particular day. Um, the idea that masks are bad for kids because, you know, it's, it's dangerous for them to wear masks, um, or even concerns. I remember at the beginning, uh, not the beginning of the pandemic, but midway through about learning loss, as opposed to prioritizing the fact that you want kids in school safely, not, you know, uh, putting them at risk for, for COVID because we don't know what happens to them down the road if they contract it, um, you know, prioritizing learning loss over their actual lives <laughs> felt like um, a moment where we, we were a little bit off. But I think in the pandemic, it just feels so much like we we have to recalibrate. <laughs> um, so much has been revealed about the status quo and who's uh, who's holding it up who's who's keeping it the way it is and also who's standing in the way of it being different um and i think a lot about the concern over the safety of children and all of these parents running around at school board meetings protesting mask mandates um but where's the same energy for the safety and protection of children in school from not just a shooting i think even the idea that we're talking about just a mass shooting kind of uh, when it happens with an AR-15 and you're talking about small fourth graders, it's not just a shooting. It's a massacre. Their bodies are going to be completely destroyed. Their parents yeah. are some parents are going to have difficulty identifying their children who have been massacred. Um, it feels to me sometimes we have to sort of say that in this moment. Yep. But think yep. about can you can you speak to this idea that. The parents that have been yelling about critical race theory, they're a small minority and that the rest of parents starting right now also have to, um, you know, make their voices heard on this issue. They they want to protect their kids from guns. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, we are sometimes, you know, what the mainstream parents are doing it doesn't always make headlines, yep. right? Because it's just so reasonable. Yeah. The idea that I should go be able to send my first grader to, to school and you know have peace of mind about it. It just, that's, that's not a headline. That just sounds like it should be the baseline expectation in America. It's not. Um, it sounds much more radical to be, you know, representing the 10% of Americans who are opposed to these reasonable laws. So those are the ones that grab headlines. I will say, Zerlina, though, I mean... Moms are organizing on this issue. Parents all across the country know what, you know, the incredible organization Moms Demand Action, many of the women involved in Red, Wine, and Blue are also involved with Moms Demand and all they've done on this issue. And I'll say too, our focus at Red, Wine, and Blue for the last year has been mobilizing parents in these communities where the school board meetings have become, you know, shit shows, right? Yeah. Um, were these parents showing up again, a very small minority. This is all being orchestrated out of some right-wing DC think tanks. I mean, it was obvious from the start. We, we heard about this in the spring of last year happening in suburban communities across America. 
the parents who were showing up were using the exact same talking points, the exact same tactics. They did not even have kids in the, kids in the schools. And um, we have been training and equipping and connecting women all, all across the country to stand up to this BS for over a year now. And the narrative has shifted on this. You know, Moms for Liberty are no longer allowed to represent the quote unquote parent point of view. This was never about parents' rights. This was always about imposing a political agenda and ideology on our kids. It's using our kids to advance a political ideology that does not believe in public education. Mm-hmm. And we, we have made a lot of progress. And what we know is, is that when we do organize in these local communities, we win because they wear out. They don't have kids in the district. Mm-hmm. It's not fun anymore when there's someone else speaking up. Um, and you know you don't get the loudest voice isn't the, isn't the only voice too. So we do know how to combat this in local communities. We do have moms, parents, angry all across the country. The advice I always give when politicians come to us and say, okay, what should we do? Because look, we'll just take the Virginia election where Glenn Youngkin beat Terry McAuliffe and Republicans decided that these attacks on our schools was going to be a successful political strategy. I always say, don't run your campaign like Terry McAuliffe. Mm. Run it like these moms who ran for school board successfully all across the country because they were pissed about what was going on in their schools with these political extremist attacks. Do it like they did. Use common sense. Talk to your community. Call out the extremism. Don't ignore it. Don't just hand wave it away. Stand up to the extremism and speak out for your values. And that's the difference. That's the backbone that we need to see from our politicians. Enough of, you know, like I appreciate the feelings. I appreciate the tears, but that's not doing anything. I want to see strength from our leaders. I want to see, I want to see these very specific actions. It's not, you know, people are tweeting, we need answers. We have answers. Right. No, it, it's, it's so funny when the answers are, are all, all available. It's like I was talking this morning about earlier in the show about other countries. I'm like, you know, yep. it doesn't have to be this way. You guys know, right? It's like other countries are living their lives with all the same issues that we got. They got the same music, the same video games, the movies, the mental health issues, um, right. the same anxieties. They got COVID, but what they don't have is weapons of war, easily accessible, um, you know, to, to an 18-year-old on their birthday. Um, they don't have that. And that's why they don't have mass shootings. Like, they could be different. Um, we can do it differently. I mean, Red, Wine, and Blue is focused on this, you know, suburban um, moms, uh, uh, if you will, and, and suburban folks. When you think about an issue like guns, I think, you know, you mentioned Moms Demand Action. And I think a lot about the work Shannon Watts um, has done since uh, the founding of Moms Demand, um, just around trying to... Um, activate um moms who on a day like today um you know feel feel the way you do that you know you're sort of hugging your kids goodbye and praying and and you know trying to trying to look like you're okay in front of your kid um so that they don't grow concerned um but you know that you know it's almost impossible to do that um what what are the best strategies you found you know, to, to galvanize this suburban vote. Um, because, you know, as you said, everybody's mad. 
everybody's getting activated in a lot of different ways. But I think that there's been such a focus on the suburban boat specifically. Um, and, and that's what you do. I mean, yep. what, what, what are the activation strategies and ways in which suburban folks right now and parents, you know, they can channel this, they can channel this, the, their feel, all the feelings they're feeling in this moment. Yeah. Yep. So Zerlina, suburban voters, women in particular, and when I'm talking about suburban women, I'm not just talking about white women. Okay. Right. Our suburbs are getting more diverse every day. Yep. And that has everything to do with the shifts that we are seeing towards progress and that, you know, extreme Republicans don't like at all. And that's why we're seeing all this fear mongering focused on these communities, to be clear. Now, here's the thing. Suburban women do not like extremism. Whether you are talking about these extremists who won't pass the most very basic responsible gun laws, whether you're talking about government mandated pregnancy, whether you're talking about book banning, suburban women do not like extremism. And what we are seeing, you know, look, I read all the all the polls that I used to live in DC 10 years ago, and I relied on polls and focus groups to kind of understand what was going on out there. I've lived in Ohio now for, for 10 years, and mm -hmm. our community is made up of women from, you know, throughout the middle of the country. And what I am seeing there is across these issues, there is people are feeling motivated at a visceral level that I actually haven't seen since we were headed into the midterms in 2018 which is when suburban women became activated because Donald Trump was so horrible and you know someone that they felt like they couldn't even have on the television if their children were in the room. And that became about a person, right? And Trump became a huge motivator for so many suburban women who had never really thought about engaging in anything political beyond voting. It, it, it motivated them to become more involved in their communities to help get out the vote. Um, and I think a, a lot of people have had the question, okay, well, now that Trump's out of office, what's going to happen with these women now? Are they going to continue to show up? Are they going to be part of the multiracial coalition that we need to make progress? Or was that just because they didn't like Trump's tweets? And I think that what we are seeing with this extremism only getting worse, seated all across our country, is the effects of Trumpism. And what it is, is extremism viscerally felt in our communities. It's one thing for Republicans to take a bunch of votes, you know, against childcare tax credits in DC. Yes, that pisses moms off too. But when you have the consequences of these things of blowing up our school board meetings, you know, our, our, our kids unable to go to school safely. And now of course, with the Supreme Court, the, you know, it's an impending decision to over, overturn Roe v. Wade. These things are being felt on a highly personal, very visceral level. And, you know, I think people have been asking, are these women going to stay engaged? Are they going to be motivated in a post-Trump era? And I think the answer is that there is huge potential for it. I think that this, their extremism absolutely could backfire, but we cannot do it alone. We need politicians to stand up to this extremism um, you know, yes, channel, please channel our outrage, please channel our outrage. Please don't just say you're so sorry. Please don't just show us how sad you are. Um, and call out the other side 
every single day. Don't just talk about their bad votes because that is so not even the worst of what they're doing and, and the disruption that they're sowing in our communities. It's, it's, it's such an important point. You, you actually have trainings. I mean, can you talk a little bit about the, the red, white, and blue yeah. trainings? Because I think when, when people are, are sort of new to the political conversation and they're newly activated, they don't, they don't realize how many different ways are possible to get involved. I mean, just when we did Signal Boost, you should talk all the time about how a campaign is like it's a mini corporation that has every single department <laughs> that um, a corporation has. Um, and so if you just think of sort of political organizing um, in this way, plus, you know, moms are used to doing this. I mean, how do you wrangle people together for play dates and all kinds of activities and carpools? <laughs> totally. I mean, you organizing is like the whole that's like the mom thing. You organize your family to do the things in groups. It's so uh, true. The whole so true. thing about moms. Um, so yeah. talk about talk about your training and, and how way, the ways in which um, you you help people sort of, um, you know, get prepared um, for the fight. Ahead. Yeah, absolutely. So and thanks for asking. So every single Thursday night, we offer virtual trainings. We call them troublemaker trainings, you know, mm-hmm. as in it's time to cause some good trouble in our local communities. Um, and these are really geared for women who may not have, you know, ever even been to a school board meeting before. They probably, yes, they have been organizing their family and in their communities and their schools, you know, through participation in the PTA, but they don't think of that as any kind of political activism. And they know something's wrong in their community at their school board meetings. They want to do something. Oftentimes, um, you know, the vocal minority is so loud that they feel alone and isolated and they're not sure where to start. They're worried they are the only one. They are never the only one, but they need to hear it and connect with others who feel that way too. So we invite women, you know, the first one we held about a year ago, certainly, you know, when all this was starting at school board meetings, I think we had 40 RSVPs. Now we'll get, you know, 800 (laughs) weekly RSVPs. We have trained thousands of women now. Um, And what it's all about is that first step is recognizing that you are not alone. And here are some ways to raise your hand in your community to find others. It could be as simple as starting with a Facebook post, sharing just how you're feeling and watch who likes your post. Mm -hmm. Watch who comments on your post. Watch who comes up to you in the carpool pickup line and says, hey, I liked that. Then maybe your next step is posting something about like, hey, can we get together? If it's a Zoom meeting, if it's something in your backyard, whatever feels right for you today. And every single time women say, you know, I thought maybe three people, maybe seven people would show up and within weeks they've got 75, then they've got 250. And so it's a really empowering experience. We take people through all the steps in terms of how to coalesce that group, how to organize specifically to show up at school board meetings, how to be prepared from a messaging perspective, how to engage with the local media, how to get social media involved, how to delegate among your crew, recognizing that everyone has all the skills that this takes within them, whether they realize it or not. We also have the parent playbook that people can download that takes you through all of these steps as well. And it is written in a way that is truly like, this is, anyone can do this stuff. You know, we make it, I mean, it's fun. It's fun to change your community. It's fun to connect with other women. And, you know, it's just so satisfying to have these women 
come to us and post in a, you know, we have a national Facebook group of over 200,000 women. We have over 300,000 women in our um, network beyond that. And they come to us almost every day, someone saying, you know, trust what red wine and blue says this right. works. I had never even been to a school board meeting before we got them to put the books back on the shelves. And now um, these extremists running for school board just lost, you know, just last week we had yep. school board elections in North Carolina, in, in, in New York, they were not long ago in Wisconsin. We'll right. have a lot more in November. And despite the media narrative, making it seem as though these extremists are just crushing it at the school board meetings, when they're held accountable, when they're put to the test, right. they are losing most of the time. It's, it's, yep. it's such an important point. And let me tell you, as I started my first job in politics as an organizer, I always wanted everyone to know that organizing, it makes you feel so good. It's so, it's like, it's, you know, adrenaline rush. I don't know why yeah. it just, it's science or something. Can no, it is. There's, no, there's like, it's so there, true. yeah, we have, we have to break, unfortunately. So I don't, I don't want to have to cut you off, but I, oh, but no, I no, do no, want to no. have, but I do want to have you back. Let's have you back. All right. That's um, great. And we can talk about why organizing makes you happy. Exactly. <laughs> Katie Paris from Red, Wine and Blue. Thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for listening to Mornings with Zerlina. Check in for new episodes every weekday. Thank you.